Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about an incredible company called Air Doctor Pro. You can go to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off one of their amazing air filters. Um, by supporting them, you're supporting us and the show. I want to tell you an incredible testimony. We now know that the indoor air is two to five, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted um, than the outdoor air, according to the EPA. And my son has been struggling with sleep. He hasn't slept. He's over two years old. He hadn't slept through the night his entire life. My wife and I had done everything. We could not figure it out. We put an Air Doctor Pro in his room, and I am not kidding. The first night he slept through the night, up he went over 30 nights in a row for the first time ever, sleeping through the night. We don't know what it did or what was in the air because we've had our house tested but whatever it's doing is allowing him to rest and sleep peacefully for the first time. And for that, it is absolutely priceless. Air Doctor Pro comes with 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Mine is shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off any of their air purifiers exclusive to podcast customers. You'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in the special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life. Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? Doing great, man. Let's uh, rock and roll. Today, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> the dreaded plateau. The the I've tried IF or I've tried OMAD and it doesn't seem to be working. And we're going to come at it from a real life perspective as well as a personal uh, experience perspective. But then also we're going to bring in some research today. So I'm super excited because this is one of the biggest cruxes of the diet and weight loss world and why people come to fasting is because they want the, the weight loss benefits. Never mind all the additional benefits that we're going to mention today as well, but I think it's going to be a really good conversation. Yeah, I think it's, um, that's a, one of the most common things that we hear, um, is about the plateau and, and, you know, once you get started doing any sort of fasting, it can be, it can be really surprising in the beginning when you start to see that, that plateau happening, or, or maybe the scale stops moving a little bit, that could be really surprising, especially if if you were seeing very, very quick results in the beginning. And, and that's what we hear sometimes. And one of the other situations, too, that sometimes comes up is, hey, I did fasting in the past, got some decent results. Pandemic happened, put all the weight back on, um, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the quarantine 15, however, all these yep. catchy phrases are that are out there now. And it's people are higher. like, man, it's quarantine, quarantine 25. Yeah, right, it's ticking quarantine. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, let's, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, and you know, one, so you've done it before it's worked before, but now you've gone back to it <clears throat> and it's not working as well, or you've plateaued earlier in your weight loss, or you just can't seem to get past this number. So this, yeah. the, 
the study that we're going to be talking about is out of the Journal of Cell Metabolism. And it is uh, early time restricted feeding improves insulin sensitivity, blood pressure, and oxidative stress. This is the cool part. Even without weight loss in men with prediabetes. So wow. why are we, why, why <laughs> I'm pausing on that even without weight loss part um, yeah. because there's going to be a couple of cool applications for, you know, our fasting for life crew, uh, our listeners that have been with us or that are new to fasting. Um, there's going to be a couple of really cool take homes from this. Yeah. I think that's a, a really important point too. the whole without, without weight loss, because I mean, we, we talk about that in the challenge. We talk about that in group coaching sometimes where it's like, stick with it. Good things are happening. Things are happening in the background. Sometimes they don't reflect on the scale and, you know, we'll get into some of the reasons why the, the scale may, the, the scale may have stopped moving, but at the same time, restricting the, the timing of your meals um, is still doing amazing beneficial things within the body. So you and I have been working on what we call a plateau breaker resource. So we have a bunch of digital resources just came out some new recipe guides <clears throat> and, you know, a, a new physiology benefits of fasting uh, based on physiology, physiological effects, non weight loss related physiological effects. Um, and, you know, it's once you, you know, once you get into the fasting or the insulin friendly lifestyle, you with it, where the focus is more on the insulin, the hormones, the the lifestyle side of it, rather than the calorie counting, you know, eat less, move more side of it. And you yeah. shift into that lifestyle. Um, you know, we, we, you start to um, <clears throat> just feel differently about the why you're doing it, but you could be doing great. And then all of a sudden the dreaded plateau comes. So when we're talking about, we want to put this in as like one of the first things you can do, which is going to be one of the big takeaways from here to break through a plateau. We're going to dangle the carrot. We're not going to tell you what that is right now because we want to kind of set up the study and then some of the additional benefits as well. So the basic um, part of the study was looking at, you know, men with prediabetes. It is a small sample size. So we'll come right out and say that. Um, there are, um, you know, when we're looking at the time-restricted feeding window, uh, there was the <clears throat> group that had a six-hour feeding window uh, and they finished by 3 p.m. So their last meal was at 3 p.m. And then yeah. the control group was a 12-hour feeding window. And we'll say this, the food was the same and it was designed to maintain their weight. Yeah. So they had the exact same meals, the same number of calories, just within either a 12-hour window from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. versus a, a six-hour window from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the biggest takeaway was that the time-restricted feeding, right? So that eating and stopping at 3 p.m. Um, at the period of five weeks and later, the restricted group improved insulin sensitivity, which is the effectiveness of your insulin, which is the undoing of prediabetes and diabetes. It increased your beta cell responsiveness, so the cells that actually produce the insulin. It decreased your blood pressure. It decreased mm -hmm. your oxidative stress and appetite. Wow. <laughs> so if I don't eat, right, Tommy, if I don't eat, I'm going to get more hungry, right? Wrong. No. Right. Um, if I don't eat, my metabolism is going to slow down. No. Wrong. 
Um, what are the other benefits? So it's not just getting the weight off is always a benefit, right? <clears throat> to the body. If you have weight to lose, if you've got, you know, other health related yeah. conditions, getting the weight off is always going to be beneficial. Yeah. The weight but, is a stress on the body in and of itself. Right. 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 So, um, I think your realization of the last challenge that we did when we filed the new challenge schedule, um, eating earlier in the day was kind of an eye opener. Yeah. And, and we saw that reflected in this study too, um, because shifting the meal, um, you know, we, we get a lot of intake forms for people coming into the challenge and, and doing plans. And most people, probably 80 to 90% of people will say that dinner is their favorite meal. If they had to pick one of the three major meals of the day, um, which means most people, if they're doing a single meal, an OMAD, a one meal a day, they're doing dinner as, as that. But um, what we find is that our circadian rhythms are actually, they, they prefer a meal earlier in the day if you're going to choose one. And, and this research study um, shines some, some evidence towards that too. And, you know, I, during our last challenge, um, you know, I was, I was following along with, with our, our protocol, our meal timing. And what I realized it was that shifting my eating towards, towards earlier in the day, focusing more on, on a lunch or a very, very early dinner, um, being done eating by two or three o'clock in the afternoon, as opposed to seven or eight o'clock in the evening. Um, I was, I was feeling much, much better. It, it, it's like I had enough time to, to just start actually, um, you know, not feeling the food anymore, not feeling the effect on, on much of an insulin response, just going to bed, feeling better, and then waking up feeling better as well. And it was even making those longer fasts, uh, whenever we start stacking them up, uh, during the challenge, it made those, um, actually easier too. So I, I just thought it was, it was really cool. And, um, and I, I see exactly why the, the study points towards some of those things too. Yeah. And the cool thing was is that one of the, the takeaways was that your hunger in the evening actually goes down. <clears throat> so compared to the 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. group, you actually had less hunger when you stopped eating earlier in the day, which I. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, I never was like, a, oh, I'll, I'll pick my, you know, my my lunch is my meal. I'm usually by mm -hmm. myself. I usually am working, you know, um, it, it's never my my first go to. Right. And breakfast right. isn't my most favorite. I like breakfast foods, but I like them at night. Um, mm -hmm. but it was really cool to see, you know, um, that the, the actual study backed up that the, the people reported their cravings to be much less. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense too, because, um, you know, we, we always feel that, that, that really strong hunger pang, um, uh, just, just within a couple of hours of, of eating, you know, usually maybe in that three to four hour, uh, kind of mark. So, um, if, if it's been longer than that, those, those hunger pangs, start to subside and we, we feel a lot less hungry. So it, it, it definitely made uh, total sense to me too. So applying this to one of the plateau breaking kind of um, <clears throat> conversations, I guess, is if you are stuck and you are typically one of the 80% of the people that let's say eight out of 10 people that come to us, pick their one meal a day or their eating window later in the day, and you've, and you've stuck or you're just not seeing the results. One of the first things you can do is simply changing your time, changing your meal time, um, yeah. switch to a lunch or switch to something that we love to do, which is getting to that 30 hour window, which is doing a early lunch to a later dinner the following day, which helps you break through that 24 hour plateau. 
right? We call mm-hmm. it the springboard. But yeah. um, if you, this is the first, one of the first things is like, if you're stuck or you're not seeing the results, then easiest thing to do is, um, you know, either push the window. And if you're new to it, probably not something you're going to do readily, or most, some people will, some people won't, but you can simply just change the time of the meal that you eat. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great point because um, it, it can definitely kickstart the scale again. It can, it can kind of reinvigorate and make it just like you said, a little easier, because if you do, if you do a lunch to lunch, a 24 hour fast, that next day is going to be even that much easier to go lunch to dinner. So to do a 30 hour uh, right on top of that. And I, I find those to be much easier to do uh, than, a, than going, uh, starting a longer fast after having a dinner as my, as my last meal before a longer fast. Um, <clears throat> hey, fasting fam, want to let you know about an incredible company that we've partnered with, aquatrue.com, promo code fasting for life to receive 20% off any aquatrue purifier. These are not your old school um, pitcher filters or your refrigerator filters. We're talking about a proprietary four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. Their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, which if you've priced those whole home water filtration systems, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These incredible countertop versions, they do have one under sink mounting model as well, but they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, like I mentioned, and they're specifically designed to combat this new group of chemicals that the environmental working group has done a deep dive on these forever chemicals called PFAS or PFASs. These are in 45% of our U.S. tap water, 45%. These things can lead to endocrine system disruption, certain types of cancers, liver toxicity. And I'm so glad that there's now a countertop affordable version of this incredible technology. So as we fast, we know that water outside of a little black coffee and tea is the only thing that we drink. So if we're trying to get the biggest bang for our buck, we're trying to increase autophagy and allow our bodies to heal, shed the weight, get healthy, reverse disease, then why not give it the absolute best quality water that you can? So AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It even makes a great gift, like I mentioned, my aunt and uncle. Um, Today, as one of our loyal listeners, if you support them, you're supporting us, you're going to get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A Q U A T R U.com and enter code fasting for life. F A S T I N G F O R L I F E. That's 20% off any of the Aquatrue water purifiers at aquatrue.com. I, one other thing here that I, that I found pretty interesting was their food makeup um, was definitely inter- in, interesting to me. It was 50% carb. 35% fat and 15% protein. So any foodies out there, any nutritionists, any <laughs> dietitians, any weight loss folk, uh, any personal mm-hmm. trainers, right? You're going to be listening and go, wait a minute, that is not nearly enough protein. Now they did this to maintain the weight, right? Right. But I would love to flip those numbers, right? And put the protein on the 40 to 50% end and put the carbs on the 15 to 20% end. And if they did that, I would hypothesize that people in the study would actually lose weight because they have less time with insulin elevated in their body. So their body has more opportunity to burn fat. Yeah, I think I think the numbers that we see in the results could even be a little more striking um, with a different macronutrient uh, breakdown for sure. Um, so, you know, it, it just it goes to show you, though, that, um, you know, an OMAD, a, a, a one meal a day, um, you know, looking at, at something like that, this this was this was actually um 
the six hour feeding window it was still broken up into three different meals. But right. um, with within a six hour eating window, they were taking in the same number of calories and the same macronutrients. Um, so to, to be getting these kind of benefits while seeing the scale at the exact same number, um, I, I think is just really, really powerful. Yeah. So if we're sitting here going, okay, what's the takeaway here? Well, there's a couple different takeaways. One, we already talked about the plateau breaker, right? Um, two would be just overall, keep your schedule, keep your fasting variable. So just like if you went in and did the same workout every single day for, you know, whatever, 90 days, yeah, you're going to see some results, but eventually your body's going to adapt. So if you talk, you know, and there's that concept out there of always being varied <clears throat> and always like trying to stress the muscle fiber a different way to get a different result. Um, keep your flexibility um, open. You know, you don't have to be strict with your one meal a day only being dinner. Um, mix it up, put in your non-negotiables, put in your date nights, put in your family dinners, um, put in your work lunches, whatever it is, um, and know that you're still going to be getting all of these additional benefits, um, <clears throat> you know, that we mentioned in the beginning, uh, all the while possibly breaking through a plateau or at least maintaining um, maybe after a more aggressive fat loss phase. So say you've lost 20 pounds and you're like, wow, okay. Uh, well, now you actually have a tool to know that you can maintain your weight uh, and still get all these other physiological benefits of the decreased insulin, the increased insulin sensitivity, the increased beta cell function, the decreased blood pressure, the decreased oxidative stress, the decreased appetite in the evening. Um, so the one thing that did come up that I did want to mention is that there was a short term increase in fasting triglycerides, which is something that we commonly see. Um, and that is um, theorized to be due to the fact that your body is breaking down more of those fatty acids. Uh, you have uh, adenopectin, which is a protein to help regulate glu glucose levels, but it also aids in the fatty acid breakdown. So you're going to have a short term spike in that. But for the long term benefit, um, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to outweigh 10 times over. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I think it's also, it's also good for a matter of perspective. Um, if you've, if you've done IF in the past, or you've had variable results, uh, with it, or you've, you've lost some weight and then maybe you came back, um, some of the weight came back on, um, and you're trying to get that weight back off again. Um, you know, it's it's possible to restrict the time that you're eating, but also still be in, like you said, maintenance mode to be mm -hmm. to be taking in the calories to be maintaining your weight. So right. just because you're restricting the time doesn't necessarily mean the weight's just going to start melting off. You can you can take in enough calories to maintain your weight uh, during a restricted time, and and I think that's that's the answer to to you know to some people's question about why why am I not losing weight? I'm doing. I'm doing OMAD or I'm doing 18.6 or I'm doing, you know, 20 a two hour or, window. Or yeah. yeah. A four hour window. Yeah. It, it's, it's very possible. And like you said, the body loves to find balance. Um, so, you know, it, it, we can, we can find these points where we, we find ways to add in a, a few additional calories here and there. Um, you know, our, our body as, as our, our weight and our, our, our waistline shrink, we don't need quite as many calories anymore. So we can find a balance point without even realizing it. And that can be a, a frustrating uh, thing if we don't, if we don't realize why we're maintaining when we think we should be losing. And uh, yeah, personal anecdote is, you know, when I, uh, lost a bunch of the weight back, back in the beginning of my fasting journey and my insulin friendly lifestyle. 
mm -hmm. uh, transformation, it was, um, all right, yeah, I'm going to stick with OMAD. <clears throat> and I started doing OMADs. And there was a point in time where I just started feeling kind of icky again. I just wasn't feeling great. And mm -hmm. I wasn't as strict with my window. And, um, you know, then I tightened it up again and I really wasn't seeing the scale change. I kind of had just plateaued. Yeah. <clears throat> and I realized that, you know, um, having my insulin test done and showing that my insulin had lowered, I still wasn't at the place where I wanted to be at a healthy level, metabolically speaking. Right. So I kind of hung out with OMAD for a little bit. <clears throat> we became friends. And then it was like, all right, well, I know at least what's going on and where I'm at. And now I can push through, I can change my schedule, I can you know, <clears throat> increase or decrease my exercise, you know, my sleep varies depending on stress. You know, we have two kids under the age of four, like it's always a moving target, but it's not always, you know, it's, it's almost like that progress without pressure mindset where I had that realization. Yeah. And now it's cool to see that there's actually research out there that shows, you know, my biggest takeaway to kind of land the plane here and then give a couple of just overview action steps for everybody is intermittent fasting can improve health, even in the absence of weight loss. Like there's so many benefits if you're not losing weight, you're still getting a health benefit, especially in terms of the cardiometabolic uh, kind of effects. Yeah, I think that's huge because the things that are that are happening in the background, you you may not even see on on a standard you know blood profile, but uh, there's there's amazing benefits that are happening that will continue to happen. the 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 body is, you know, it 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 thrives on keeping insulin levels lower longer than than what a lot of us have become accustomed to and in, in kind of a, a standard American diet, you know, if you will. Um, you know, and one of the one of the benefits that I don't remember if we mentioned it or not yet, but just the, the quick decrease in the blood pressure, and maybe you did, but just the, the blood pressure change that happened quickly, um, I, I thought was big. And, and we hear that a lot in the challenges too, um, as people kind of get into into fasting, even just over a few days, it can be uh, kind of surprising. And um, you know, that's just another amazing benefit. I just, I just love seeing this stuff and, um, you know, seeing the, the research support what, what we're seeing too. Yeah. And what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, what we're hearing from people. Um, you yeah. know, so when we talk about all these different physiological things that are taking place, I mean, it's really <clears throat> reducing your ectopic fat accumulation, reducing your chance of stroke, reducing your chance of diabetes, uh, which are, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen recently, but the insulin costs have gone through the roof right lately where people are having trouble, if you've gotten to that point where you need insulin, um, like you, you have an opportunity here to, to change your path. Right. And it's just so cool to see that it can be done so simply and you can still enjoy your life. You can still have a life. You're not always dieting. Right. And you still have yeah. the ability to like live and, and still be getting health benefits. So um, if you are new to fasting, if you've been with us for a while, <clears throat> um, we have a resource on the website, uh, www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com. You can go, um, we will send you and email you a one page fast start guide on how to put one meal a day fasting into your day to day life. That PDF actually applies to any fasting window you'd like to use. And then just a couple of announcements. Uh, we have another uh, challenge. We've actually already had some people asking for it, Tom. I don't know if you saw that in our email, um, yeah. asking for the registration page for the next yeah, we challenge. Have the mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, we just finished the last one, right? It just feels that way anyway. Maybe it's because we were off the grid for a week and had no cell service and couldn't drive anywhere because the roads were icy and just completely had to 
loss of connection with the outside world for a week, but, um, oh, remind me. Yeah. What, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. Um, so <laughs> that is coming up on March 18th. So keep a lookout for that. Um, and as always, Tommy, thank you, sir. Appreciate the conversation. Hopefully we landed the plane for some people today. Um, I know for me, it was reassuring. Um, and again, always eye-opening and lightning as we kind of continue on this fasting journey. Um, and with that, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 